What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? My future isn't determined by where I currently reside. Understanding your worth will put pride in your stride. I'm accountable to my call. There's no compromise. I set my own bar, and you better know it's set high. It's giving what it's supposed to gain. Ooh, stop playing with them. Who is one person you think about when it comes to changing the way we view plays and television today? Well, while you're thinking about it, welcome back to another episode of It's a Perspective. I am super excited for today's episode. But before we get into it, for the Black History Moment, we are spotlighting a man who has impacted the season of summer in the best way possible. From water fights to nerf wars, Mr. Lonnie Johnson, the man responsible for inventing the Super Soaker gun in 1989, which has been among the world's best-selling toys ever since. He also invented Nerf guns, which was patented as a pneumatic launcher for a toy projectile, which revolutionized toy blasters. Thank you so much, Mr. Lonnie Johnson, for your contributions to creating fun for all. Speaking of impact, I'm excited to introduce my special guest today. Over the last 20 years, few individuals in the entertainment industry have been more innovative and resourceful than the veteran producer, Melvin Childs. Known for a critical eye and spotting new talent, Childs was the executive producer of Tyler Perry's first national tours. It was Childs' willingness to gamble on the then unknown playwright that led to Perry's emerging as one of Hollywood's biggest stars. Since playing an integral role in the success of the iconic entertainer, Childs has continued to work tirelessly behind the scenes to launch the careers of many struggling artists. Childs has worked as the producer as well as the executive producer on several of the biggest theatrical productions to tour the country, such as Love Jones the Musical, Barbershop, and thugs and the women who love them. He is also the author of the best-selling book, Never Would Have Made It, which chronicles the journey of the early years of working with Tyler Perry. He serves as executive producer and producer for For the Love of Money. Please welcome Mr. Melvin Childs. <laughs> today, I'm Mr. Good. Melvin. How are you? I'm well. Listen, <laughs> I'm super excited to have you on the show today. Um, we are celebrating you and recognizing you not only as a veteran in the industry, but one of Oklahoma's very own piece of black history. That's crazy, right? I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's go ahead and jump into the fan favorite part of the show. It's called That's My Jam. This is a segment of the show where we play a song that is your current jam. This can be your mantra or a song you can't resist jamming, dancing, or singing to. <laughs> All right, you guys, here's this week's jam. I'm all, I've been through the pain, I go through the game. I wouldn't change a thing as long as God is with me. I know what you're saying. You'd probably change everything. But I know what it's like to depend upon my pain. I was from town to town. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Who is that by? It's by a young man by the name of Gary Baker out of Houston. It's um, it's a gospel song. It's called Conqueror. It's uh, it's one of them songs to lift you up when you're going through a couple things. You, you know, that's one of the things I listen to. You know. Okay, okay, I like it. And an artist we we haven't heard before, and I I truly appreciate that. Listen, I'm I'm ready to add it to my playlist for All right. sure. Cool, appreciate it. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. So you are the guy who is arguably responsible for the guy. One of the biggest talents of today, which is a huge big ups to you because, you know, it's it's a blessing to know the calling that you have to discover and cultivate new talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but with all of that being said, how does that feel? Um, depends. What day you catch me on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it feels cool. I, I mean, it's one of my biggest accomplishments. So, you know, oftentimes people who, who really don't know the story or haven't been around it that may be a tad bit jealous or want to take things away from you off and try to create a narrative that either pits us against one another or um, try to downplay whatever my role was in, in, in Tyler Perry's life. And I neither one of them mean much to me. You know what I mean? So Listen, I, I, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. So I, I found them both comical. At times I get sick of hearing it, but at the same time, it's just, it is what it is and, and, Everyone involved, especially back then, knows exactly what that was. And we're all comfortable with our roles in this life. That's that's what's up. Listen, um, so you said that there are a lot of, you know, things that go on and people try to, you know, underplay that or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what what I'll ask is what is a common myth about your job or field that people Which, don't understand? That everybody can do it. Oh, <laughs> that's the biggest myth. I get that every day. Um, and oftentimes people don't understand the. Uh, the level in which that I operate on as far as a business perspective. Um, so, you know, the things that we put on the stage or that we, we put on film and that kind of thing are, are typically not the things that the average person does. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes the investment is pretty significant. So that's one of the reasons, it's not one of the things that the average person does. However, uh, in our culture, uh, for some reason, people seem to think that it's pretty easy to do what it is that I do. So I get it all the time. So it's, it's, it's just part for the course. Even my own mother is always defending what I do. And you yeah. know, <laughs> I'd laugh. That's and understandable. Like, I'm like, Mom, you're just going to have to deal with it. You know, uh, people get mad at me all the time because I don't actually um, do what it is that they want me to do as it relates to their dreams and that kind of thing. And I can respect it, but sometimes it just. They're just not talented enough to operate on the level in which I operate. And that's just what it is. Okay. So you said talented enough. Mm -hmm. What does that talent entail? Well, I mean, I deal with all sorts of talent. That's what I do. I'm in the talent business. So if, um, you know, when it comes to acting, singing, dancing, it depends on what it is that I'm producing. So, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, we require people to do those things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just I I literally just had this conversation with my mother the other day. (laughs) You know, my mother seems to think she's a writer. Right. So so I just. most mothers do. Right, 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 right. right. So we just got out of a writing session and I have, you know, all these, you know, writers that work with me and that kind of thing. And so she's like, well, man, I got some ideas I want to (laughs) write. I'm like, Mom, you know, I love you, but you worked at Southwestern Bell for 30 years, you know. If yeah. I need some issues with my telephone lines or something like that, I'm going to call you. But right nah. nah. She's yeah. like, I'm telling you, I can write. And I said, well, Mom, let me ask you questions. She said, what? I said, you play basketball when you was a kid? <laughs> she said, yeah, I used to play basketball. I was pretty good at it, too. I was mm-hmm. like, really? I said, was you good enough to go to the NBA? She said, no. I said, well, this is the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? So that was that was the that was the analogy that I tried to give her so she would have some context to understand that, you know, generally the people that work with me are some of the best people in this business. Um, 
not to say that you know I'm the greatest at anything, mm-hmm. um, but I do know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So you know. Okay, so you know, talking about your your talent specifically, and you know, being a veteran in this industry. So in your book, never would have made it. Mm-hmm. You stated. Quote, keep in mind, my desire to get into the play business had nothing to do with the love of theater or commitment to the arts, end quote. <laughs> Would you say that you still have the same sentiments today? Nah, I'm a little different now. Okay. Uh, you know, back then it was just business um, and it was a way for me to make some money. Mm-hmm. But when I got into it, I started to figure out that I actually liked it. And then liking it actually have kind of grown to a love for it. I actually like it more than making the movies, even though I've only made one movie. But the nuances are just totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the one-on-one is the interaction with people and it live and that kind of thing is something that I really enjoy doing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, what has been the the most important part of keeping yourself here in Oklahoma? So instead of like going to, you know, like, quote unquote, where the action is like bigger cities, what's kept you in Oklahoma? I get this question a lot because um, most people want to know why I live here. Well, in this business, I've I've seen all kind of people go through all kind of ups and downs. I've seen the most <laughs> yeah. famous people be the most brokest people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so for me. One of the things that I've always been able to do is maintain um, my lifestyle and the way I live. You know what I mean? So even when I'm going through some things that you would never, ever know about, um, Oklahoma is one of the cheapest places to live. And you can and you can still live comfortably. And it's family. And my kids don't have to go through much. And I don't have to go through the laws of being really broke. Because being really broke in Oklahoma ain't that bad. Yeah, yeah, being yeah. really broke in L.A. and New York is real bad. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the pitfalls of that is that. I find myself on airplanes and in hotels quite a bit. But, you know, at the end of the day, I can always come home to here. So I'm cool with that. That's what's up. So you said um, you you don't really have to be, you know, where the action is. So what is the best time of day that works best for you when you get the most work done? Early in the morning. Early in the morning. I mean, I had you know, that. I mean, I stay up late and get up very early. But generally, early in the morning, most of the people in my business don't get up early in the morning. So I'm one of the few. So oftentimes, those are the things that I can do: me stuff, mail and stuff. You know, mail around, build around, and, mm-hmm. and, and get a lot of stuff done that that I enjoy doing. Not that's just work. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So what does a day in the life of Melvin Childs look like if you get stuff done early in the morning? <laughs> Generally, I wake up, I roll over, get on my computer, and look at Yahoo News. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, Yahoo look, News. I haven't I look, heard that one in a long time. <laughs> That's where I usually get my news from. I'm usually on Yahoo News, and I look at all the different uh, gossip, trash sites, and just see what's going on out in the world. Okay. Um, deadline, um, Variety, those kind of magazines, just to kind of know what's going on in the entertainment business. Um, and then I start my day. Generally, it's usually going to get breakfast and running errands for myself in the morning. And generally, my day starts on the business side roughly about 10 a.m. Okay. And then the phone's nonstop till about 7, 38 o'clock at night. Okay, so you say your your first objective is to look at, you know, the blogs and, you know, Yahoo News. So would you say that's where you get most of your content from or, like, um, inspiration if nah. there's, like, something going on that's crazy? Nah, I just like to know what's going on. I don't, okay. really, I don't really have an inspiration. It just happens. Okay. You know what I mean? As Organically. We, yeah, as we move towards different projects and that kind of stuff, it just kind of comes together and I think about it and it's just something I want to do. Okay, okay. So what is the most important lesson you've learned over your career? 
I don't fall in love with projects. Mm. So, you know, often it's they're always just business at the end of the day. And oftentimes, you you, you know, these things become your baby mm-hmm. and you want to see them through to fruition or you want to see them succeed or you want something. You know, you want a certain actor in it. You want a certain, and then you, and then you deflate it when you don't get that person or the money just don't work out and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, I've had to learn as I've gotten older, so many things that we don't control. Mm-hmm. Um, and when people tell you no or you don't get the answer you're looking for, you just move on to the next one and keep moving forward. Okay, so not getting connected to the projects like it's your baby, but being connected enough to, you know, stick with it and and get the get the outcome you really want. Well, typically, typically we control that more than we think we do. Okay. Oftentimes it's about having the intelligence to be able to navigate through the problems um, and reach the people that, that you need to reach, not those that seem to put up a facade like they can help you. Okay. You know what I mean? you <laughs> yeah. got to be able to see through the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to learn it for yourself. Um, I've been blessed to be around a lot of very intelligent people and a lot of movers and shakers in this business since mm-hmm. a very early age. Mm-hmm. So... Um, uh, I can spot, you know, mess from a mile away. So I just keep it moving and navigating through those different um, um, problems and that kind of thing until we, you know, get where I need to be. And it still might ultimately not not be what you need it to be, mm-hmm. but but at least you gave it your best shot, and it is what it is. Okay, that's that's what's up. So this is a this is an interesting question to me, and I am really intrigued to get your perspective on it. So, what are three pivotal movies in your opinion? in your opinion, that has shifted the culture and made a difference? Three pivotal movies. I don't know. Color Purple. Ooh. Five Heartbeats. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Maybe Friday? Friday. That's interesting. So you said The Color Purple. That's shocking to me. So what do you think about the the new musical that's coming out? <laughs> the actors cast it, all of that. I don't think right. I think the color purple is a classic the way it is. Uh-huh. I mean, the the musical show that I saw in New York is very similar to the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, story is the same. I don't understand what they're going to do different. It's going to make me be like, woo. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, I, me seeing a musical live was cool because it was a musical and it was live and mm-hmm. in my face. That's what made the color purple musical dope. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you take that and you turn it, and do another movie where you already have the movie. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really, I didn't understand it, just to be honest with you. But I guess it ain't for me to understand. It ain't my money. So it is what it is. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, but they're, t- they're turning a lot of, you know, classics into musical movies with the same storyline, not much of a, a shift. So um, I, I guess I guess it's pretty interesting to know that it's still going to be the same. But I just wanted to hear what you had to yeah. say about that. <laughs> I, I just really didn't think the musical was that different from the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Um Certain nuances were different, but for the most part, and I've seen the musical several times. I saw it with, with Fantasia, without Fantasia. I've seen it several times. I saw it when it came to Oklahoma City. Um, so, I, yeah, I just didn't get it, but it's okay. Okay, so you 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 made a post the other day um, on social media hinting at a TV series mm-hmm. for The Love of Money. So how is that process going? I know you say you've been in the writing room. Still in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long um, process. It'll be months before we finish. Okay. Um, so we we just we just did our um, our video on demand deal with Lionsgate, um, and then from there it goes streaming. We have a streaming deal with Stars. Oh. Um, and so and then the um, 
the hope, and we've got to work through it. I mean, they've got to approve the scripts and that kind of stuff is to do the same thing for a TV series, for the TV series. So, we, so we, we're creating that now, uh, literally, as we speak. We mm-hmm. ain't got but the, I think we're episode two right now. Okay. Anyway, so uh, it's a really long, tedious Mm-hmm. Fighting process between five people that sit up and argue all day for okay. hours and hours and hours, but it's coming okay. together. So you said streaming on stars. Are you are you thinking to be the the next Fifty Cent? I mean, I know you you're you're in your own lane, but mm-hmm. I'm saying he has you know three big shows on stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, how do you think for the love of money, the TV series will fit into that? Um, you know, um, I think we created something pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm a realist, so even when I create something that when I sit back and look at it, I know when it's bad. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, it's, it's just it's not an ego thing for me. Mm-hmm. So I think that we created something pretty good. Could it have been better? Yeah, in some ways it could have been, but you know, a lot of those things were not something that I could control. Um, you know, there's other people that are involved with directing and that kind of thing with these films, so they are what they are. But um, this TV series is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. This is my. Um, um, I'm 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 gonna I don't rule with iron fist with this one a little mm-hmm. bit is the lack mm-hmm. of a better word, um, but I just think you know at the end of the day I think we've got some pretty compelling just like power is okay um, and I think people might be a little shocked at what we created right here you know in Oklahoma City yeah. it'll get, it'll give me an opportunity to do some really cool things for this city and the black folks in this city. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I'm pushing versus the, I mean, we've got a deal on the table to do a part two and that kind of thing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, eh, I want to do the series. You know what I'm saying? Because I think it'll, it'll give some some work for people that are, you know, are trying to be actors and actresses and that kind of thing in this area of the country that oftentimes don't get those opportunities. Right. So, I mean, for me, that was one of the biggest obstacles when I was trying to be in the entertainment business is the fact that I lived in the middle of the United States. Yeah. Um, and being able to create relationships you know, on different coasts and that kind of thing was 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 a tough deal and you know, but you know, we got it done and it is what it is. So I like to be able to do something for those people that so their struggles aren't like my struggles were. Okay, so you said, um, you know, being in in the middle of the United States, you know, that's a big challenge that I think we all face living in Oklahoma. Yep. But do you there's a lot of talks going around about, you know, um, who's going to change the the culture of Oklahoma? Who's going to, you know, make that that move? Do you feel like you're going to be the person that, you know, shifts the narrative of what Oklahoma is and what it looks like? Um, I'm being honest with you, that's not really a goal of mine. Okay. Um, I, I I think a little globally than that, more global than that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. in terms of just projects that I do, I hope to be able to do some things across the country that I monumental and, right. and groundbreaking in this. I don't think in terms of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So I've often had this conversation with people in this area. I don't really compete with mm. a lot of folks around here. I just, like, I just do me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I don't look at it as um, as geographically uh, in a box, okay. if you will. So, nah, I'm good. I'm just trying to do me across the country, though. You okay. know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, you said, you said globally. <laughs> so in your book, you stated that you wanted to be looked at as that dude, a man who has officially been granted that title, at least by me anyway, um, when it comes to the industry of producing. What what can you say to people who are looking to be taught the business or get into the business? It depends on which business you're talking to, okay. you're talking about. So um, several different aspects of what I do. I mean, I'm probably not a master of any of them. I'm probably a little good at all of them. And those <laughs> are one of the things that, that have uh, have worked in my favor because I've been able to move and shake in a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
you know, one of the things I would probably would pass along is, you know, whatever it is that you feel like that you are, you know, great at, you know, focus on it and, and don't let people deter you. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, you, you got to be honest with yourself, though. So mm-hmm. and you need to compare yourself to people that are just like you. So if you want to be a great singer, you might want to compare yourself to great singers. If you don't measure up, I mean, you might be able to sing a solo in the church, but that don't mean you can sing in the <laughs> Paycom Center. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It ain't the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So oftentimes I think we fall victim to people patting us on the back and telling us how great we are. Mm-hmm. Um and oftentimes we're not that great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not, I don't get, I'm very even keeled. When people talk to me and tell me I'm great, I'm this, I'm that, I'm very appreciative of the compliments. But at the same time, it's okay. I'm just trying to do what I do. And I, and, and hopefully the work speaks for itself. Um, and most of the time, it's really not even me. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's some other people that, that have gotten involved to help us make things great. And it's a team effort most of the time. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, while I might be able to figure ahead and take a lot of the credit, you know, it's, it's us and God. That's just what it is. Man, that's the truth. Okay, so what are some underrated tools that are indispensable for your job? Underrated tools? I don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> Fuck computer. I don't know. What do you mean? A phone. That's that, that, those are well, I would say like tools that not tools like physically but like internally the tools that you know that are going to get the job done every time you know the tools that i think that you got to have to be successful in this business everybody just doesn't have it um so you there's a certain anointing and there's a certain amount of blessings that have to come Mm -hmm. and if they don't come then you're just not going to be successful i'm sorry (laughs) you know what i'm saying because there's to be honest with you there's you can be the greatest singer in the world, but if you don't make the moves and you don't make the right decisions, oftentimes you find yourself working behind a desk. Mm. You know, um, you know, dreams are shattered daily, mm. um, and a lot of it is, is just all about blessings and anointing and those kind of little luck. All those things come into play, and if um, if it don't all come full circle, you're in trouble. Yeah. That, you know, so that's just what it is. So, but I have that stick to itness. So. I don't necessarily believe that most people control me. I control my own situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just operate up under that mantra and keep it moving forward. Listen, that's amazing. Listen, I go by the motto, favor ain't fair. Right. That's so right. listen. <laughs> it ain't fair. Yeah. If you have the favor, everything will work out. Yep. Yeah. So um, if you could start all over today, what would you do differently? Like with the addition of social media and more access, what would you do? Start today. What would I do different? All over, slate clean. Mm, I probably would have been a little more aggressive than I was when I was younger. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a little older now. I could have I could have been to this level twenty years ago had I been as aggressive as I could have been. Uh, but you know, I had a family when I was young and that kind of thing. So I had to. I was juggling the, between being the creative person and being away from my family versus me being at home and those kind of things. Yeah, my family sacrificed a little, but in all fairness, most people that that do what I do, their family sacrifice a whole lot or they don't have family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was one of the ones that actually had a family at a young age. So I probably, that that not that I got a problem, I'm, I'm thankful for all my children yeah, and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but um, if I was to start all over again, I probably would have stayed single a little longer. So it would allow me to be able to maneuver a little differently. And I probably would have been a lot more. I could have moved around. I would have had the ability 
uh, and the freedom to do some things I didn't have to do. I had to change diapers and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Give kids bottles and make sure they're straight, give mm-hmm. them some food and those kind of things. So mm-hmm. that takes away from this business. Yeah. Um, the great T.D. Jake said, listen, you have to devour, devour while you're young <laughs> so you can divide while you're old. There so you <laughs> listen, to know that 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 will be a, a thing that you would want to do a little differently is is good for me to know as a young person because you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to work to right. get to where I want to be so that I right. can divide yeah. my, and sit back and look at my children <laughs> and, and grandchildren. Yeah. Um, so lastly, um, when you are putting out projects, what do you hope the people gain? Although you've been in the, the business for many years, in a sense, it seems you've only begun to reach your peak. You know, this is like the tip of the iceberg. So what is what is your lasting impression for people? You know, I'm, I'm just I'm just an entertainer at the end of the day. That's all okay. I am. I'm I'm, I, I'm just putting out works to entertain people. It's, you know, and oftentimes there are messages and that kind of thing that might be behind it because that's just me. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, for the, for the hour and a half that I got your attention, I'm hoping that you walk away from it and you're entertained and you enjoyed it. I kept your attention and you wasn't bored out of your mind and you mm-hmm. didn't want to go do something else. That's really it. And you got your money's worth or whatever that may be, your time, you know, you, mm-hmm. you spent your time now. I'm appreciative. Uh, that's all I'm trying to do mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And if that works, then I'm good. You okay. Know? So you, ha- I know that I said lastly, but I want to ask this last question. Um, so you have Melvin Chow's, the production company, right? Mm-hmm. But do you feel mm-hmm. like you'll open a brick and mortar to teach people and um, e- expand a little bit? Or you feel like it's more of a thing? Um, I teach people all the time. Okay. But I'm not a teacher per se. I don't really have a lot of patience. I'm, you know, I'm, I got a lot of ADD going on. So, <laughs> and anybody that knows me know my attention span is really, really short. And mm-hmm. I think in order to be a really effective teacher, you've got to be able to, to have patience with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just not one of the gifts that I have, just being honest. So I don't have a lot of patience. So I don't think that I'll ever do a brick and mortar, let me have a school situation. Mm-hmm. Nah, I ain't interested in that. Mm-hmm. However... Um, I am that person that'll reach back and lift people up and try to bring them along as I go, and then hopefully I, uh, you know, the people that I surround myself with, those people might be the teachers. Me per per se, mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of like a, you know, big picture kind of guy, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. That's yeah. just me. I'm just being honest. So, uh, but but oftentimes when it comes to people in the careers, I, I mean, I have a lot of people that I think that I'm a mentor to, and I try to. I try to guide them in whatever direction they're trying to go. So that's probably the, 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 the most that I'll do in my career, just being honest with you. Okay, okay. So that's what's up. I, I truly appreciate you for this. So I just want to ask, what can we expect next from you besides well, the TV series? I got another movie that we're going to shoot. Um, okay. We'll shoot it this summer. Uh, okay. So I'm excited about that. Um, we're working on a corporal deal maybe with BET. We'll see. Um, okay. Um, so those two things are in the pipeline right now, and I'm really focused on those. Um, and it's it's a comedy; it's a little bit different okay. than um, than the drama stuff that I've done most of the time. So it's a comedy, and, um, and Mike Epps is involved, and DC Young Cloud. I think it'll be really good. Oh. So I'm excited. Script's done. We're ready to rock. Uh, we're planning on shooting this summer. Okay. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, and then actually, the series would actually shoot after that. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. Listen, like I said, I am truly grateful for you coming on the the show and, you know, giving your your knowledge, your wisdom and, you know, pouring into the the community, for lack of better words. Um, So how can the people follow you? MelvinChildsPresents.com. I'm on Facebook and 
Instagram and all those things, just Melvin Giles. Just put my name in. I'm sure I'll come up or whatever, and you can find me there. I appreciate any support anybody gives me. Thank you. No problem, y'all. Please give a, a round of applause again for Mr. Melvin Childs. <laughs> Listen, I'm super excited for all the things that he has coming. And um, I can't, you know, wait to have you back maybe um, on a later episode when you have all of your series and your movies out and, you know, doing big things out here for the people. It's all good. Let me know. Appreciate right. it. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Right. I hope you were able to pick up the nuggets he was putting down. This conversation has been amazing and I am grateful to witness the intentionality that Mr. Childs has shown to help cultivate talent without the need to be recognized for it. I believe he gave so much great insight on the business of this industry, whether it is singing, acting, or producing. Listen, I am super excited for all that Mr. Childs has in store and I simply can't wait for the next project to drop. Keep your eye on this talent. I believe he is just scratching the surface of his true potential. Again, thank you, Mr. Childs. And until next time, keep your perspective because it definitely looks good on you. Y'all, before we get out of here, we got mail. This is from Candace. She says, quote, and y'all know I got to put emphasis on it because she did. Deshari, you go girl. Your podcast is so refreshing to listen to. And That's My Jam is one of my favorite parts of the show. I wanted to send love to you and share that I love listening to It's a Perspective because you are really showing us that there's not just one way to look at things, especially as it relates to topics like being in your bag in the 10 year challenge. Keep doing your thing, girl, with the G-U-R-L, end quote. Okay, Candice, you don't know how invigorating it is to hear that because I want to make sure that I'm giving what is supposed to give. And it's for you and all that are listening who I really do this for. So thank you so much. You really made my day. If you would like to be featured on the We Got Mail segment of the show, be sure to email at it's a perspective podcast at gmail.com and please indicate whether you'd like to remain anonymous or not y'all thank you so much for tuning in every week we are going to continue to have great conversations like this one so you don't want to miss out if you haven't already make sure you go follow at it's a perspective podcast on instagram man i love y'all so much stay blessed peace